Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hyrith and Other Words podcast. I am your host, Timothy Mangle, and with me this week from the city of brotherly love is Matthew W. Charles, or Matt Charles, or Chuck, whatever you want to call him. Don't, don't confuse him. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. I when I when you got to my house, the first thing I asked you is, "Are you surviving in Philly?" And to which you replied, "I don't know what that means, but yes." You said being safe in Philly. Oh, being safe. Well, you said, uh, "Yeah, being safe out there," and I said, "Yeah, I don't know what that means." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just always concerned for you, buddy. You're you're accident prone. And I yeah, just... <laughs> I, I yeah I, I got smashed by a car in Philly, but no, it's it's dangerous. There's there was a shooting down the street like the other morning. I was leaving the house and Liz was just like, oh, just to let you know, there was like a shooting down the street. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a, what a fun time to yeah. be alive. <laughs> this is, um, do you remember how we met? Uh, at a show, I assume. Uh, yeah, at right. One of, one of Tyler's shows. I guess I didn't say this, but I know Matt from, we are both musicians. We played a bunch of shows together and I was trying to think of like the first show that we played together, but I... It had to be either at the Drunken Monkey or nowhere else, because where would we have played together? Yeah, it was either at the Drunken Monkey. I played a show, what was that one place up on that hill with a barn? Um, My house? No. Uh, There's another barn, and they would do a fest every year. Oh, um... But they did a Christmas show. Oh my goodness! I'm so upset with myself. Yeah, I know. But Chris, Chris is the guy who does the. Yeah, um, it's Yardstock at. Um, it's like the orange. Is it orange something? Oh, oh man, this is gonna drive me crazy. (laughs) I'm so sorry to the kids out there who know it. Yeah, Yardstock is the festival they have every summer. But they, they did like a Christmas thing at. I can't remember what the name was. Dude, I am just drawing a blank on it, too. It's such a shame because it's such a great venue. Yeah. We definitely probably played together there, right? It's it's possible. So it's either we played there or it was a drunken monkey. Yeah. yeah. Had to be. How long have you been? So you're in three bands at the moment, right? Yeah. So, so you have your solo act, um, proper punctuation, and assemble. Those are all correct. How... How's that going for? Is it? I mean, is it hard? I want to. I always want to ask you this: Is it hard to write for like that many things? Well, no, because I, <laughs> I, I I write a lot of songs. So, mm. uh, my solo stuff, um, yeah, I write whenever whenever I come up with something, you know. And then sometimes I'll write something, and I'm like, oh, this would work better for an assemble song. And a lot of times when I write with assemble, like it's more riff based where the acoustic stuff is more chords and lyrics. Okay, right. You know, so it's like I kind of write different for Assemble anyways. And, like, yeah, so and a lot of times I'll intentionally write for Assemble because, like, it's a different type of songwriting, I right, feel. Right, yeah. And then proper punctuation, I don't, like, we have practice, and, like, Amanda and Liz write a lot of the songs okay. and the lyrics. Like, I don't really write a lot. I mean, I, I, I help with lyrics. Mm-hmm. I've helped with some of the lyrics in... I'll help write a practice, but it's not like my project, right. you know, like they, they write a lot of the stuff. It sounds like you get the best of both worlds with that yeah. because like we were kind of talking a little bit off mic about, you know, I, I, when I write my solo stuff, I get very like mama bear about it and just being like, this is mine. Like, don't, don't screw with it too much. 
But then I also don't want to limit myself by just always just me only writing my songs. I really think that there's some value in like collaborating with people because they just have such a different. They just don't think the same way that you do about songwriting. So right. It, it helps so much. Yeah. Well, I think that like with Assemble, the one thing I learned about playing solo. So when I started solo, which was probably like 10 years ago um, and playing shows out like I. I wrote wrote i had some songs I, I wrote an album i had a cd and then i wrote like another cd but i would write these songs and then like six months later i'd be like oh my god that song's terrible and uh with a band it's like you kind of have a filter because like i'll be like oh check out this song and they'll be like eh, i don't i don't know about that one you right. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like okay so throw that one away so i had to like with solo stuff, I learned to become more patient because, like, mm. not everything I, I, I write is, like, something that I'll like a couple months down the road, you know? Right. So you kind of, like, and you kind of have a filter. And then sometimes I think it's a cool thing about, like, running with people. Like, you can have, like, a song and you have it pictured in your head. But then when other people start playing it, you're like, that's really cool. Right. And then it gives a song, like, a new dynamic. And, yeah, and then, you know, you can, it changes. I do know? this with, like... Because occasionally I'll go back and, like, watch old Facebook Live videos that I do because I'll do, like, songs on those that, like, I was just, you know, I was writing or in the process of right. working through or whatever. And then I'll, like, remember them. Or I'll see that, like, songs that I'm still playing from that time, I play completely differently. Not, like, completely, but, like, the tempo is different. Like, right. it, just, it just seems like it's – when I was – I don't know. I'm trying to bring this back. But it seemed like when I first started doing solo stuff, it was a lot more like I had a lot more of that youthful anger in me still. Right. And then now I just mellowed out a lot more in my old age. And I'm trying to, like, bring back that fire and, like, not just be like, not let's not just write, like, complacent folk songs. But, like, let's try to, like, kick some ass, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. How So so you've what, – what led you to do solo stuff? Was it like I'm assuming that you've been you were playing in bands for a long time? Yeah, I've been playing in bands for a real long time. I'd always wanted to do solo stuff, but Can I you always... give me a number. I'm curious about a number. <laughs> I know you don't want to give a number. No, I'll give a number. It's like literally, uh, let's see, what year is it? 2021. Yeah, 2021. So probably like, probably like 25 years. Really? <laughs> wow. That's a, that's as old as my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, man. it's fine. No, I'm. Yeah, I've, I've been playing. I've been playing since I've been 15. So that's awesome. Whatever. I mean, that's great. So was that when? You, when were you in your first band? When I was 15. Really? Yeah. So okay, like, that's awesome. I. I uh, well, technically, my first band was when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> it wasn't a real, wasn't a real band, but me and my best friend wanted to be in a band, and so we had this like a, a boombox with a cassette tape. <laughs> And we made songs. I actually remember some of the songs. And uh, but it was just like I had like a Casio keyboard, and uh, he played my guitar like out of tune. Obviously, we had no idea what we we're doing, but we would like sing these lyrics, and like we recorded in a room. I wish I had that tape, but I remember we oh, me too uh, in kindergarten. Like we we had like scheduled a concert on like <laughs> on the playground, and. Uh, I remember we went to the playground and we were like about to play and my my 
I don't know what we would have done. We would have just sang the songs, I guess. I guess. But my, my buddy, he ran away. And so the whole, like... Ran away from, like, home? No, ran away. Oh. We were on the playground. <laughs> we were on the playground at recess. At recess. And so all, okay. these, all these kids were gathered around, like, waiting for us to play. To play. And then uh, my, my buddy took off. And then the rest of recess, like... Were ch- was chasing my buddy Joe around. This and, might be the craziest story I've heard on this thing. I just I don't know why. And and that just that was like that was like a band we had uh, when I was in kindergarten. But then like when I, we were fifteen, me Ooh. and the same my same buddy, uh, we talked our parents into buying us real instruments. And uh, <laughs> and then I, I learned how to play. And that summer uh, we started a band. And uh, yeah, so I was in a band all through my whole life. And then. Um, yeah, so I did tours all through my 20s. When was your first one? My first tour, um, I did like weekend tours back in the day when I was younger, you know, like where mm-hmm. we would like go and like maybe play like a couple shows or whatever. Right. But like the first tour, I was probably like 21, 22. And uh, we went down to Virginia from New York where I grew up. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then I booked another tour. I, I booked like a 35 day tour and then my band broke up <laughs> and so i i moved to i moved to virginia after that and then i was in bands throughout my 20s and i toured all over the place and um man so have you just been consecutively touring since like for how long probably since since i was like i, I would say t- 21 22 was like the first real tour like i always played shows i always played shows right, yeah. and it was usually like one night out of town stuff you know uh we didn't usually connect them together too much um but yeah so since since that age i got in i was in bands and yeah so it was pretty consecutive consecutive touring and i probably took a break when i was like 30 um i backpack across europe and i got married right yeah. and then uh then i moved to philly and so I started a band, but then I also started solo stuff because my band wasn't really touring and I wanted to like start touring again. Right. And um, so it was like the move to Philly and like just feeling that like need to like still like be on the road and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just because I was always like kind of hesitant of doing the solo stuff because I hadn't really felt like I got the, the niche down. But I just said, whatever, I'm going to record an album and then I'm going to book a show. I booked a show in Binghamton. With people that I didn't know, I, I used to play Binghamton a lot when I was younger, but like I went somewhere where nobody knew me so I could like try playing acoustic mm. in front of like different people. So that was like my first acoustic that's show. That's a good, that's a good way to go about it. You probably don't feel as like vulnerable. Yeah. Don't feel as vulnerable. I always would get nervous playing in front of like doing a new thing in front of people who knew my old bands or had seen me play before because I feel like there's like. They have some sort of like anticipation of what it's gonna be, oh, right. you know, or like they'll assume that it's gonna be good, or whatever. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how long into um, being at Philly did you start your um, screen printing business? It was kind of immediate. Um, I sorry, I didn't mention this up top, but you are one of the co-founders, co-owners. How would you say that? Yeah, I'm a co-owner of Do It Now T-shirts. Okay. I founded Do It Now T-shirts, but I I moved to Philly. I wanted to start a, a record label and I wanted to start a T-shirt printing shop. And um, so, yeah. Anyways, I I moved. It was probably like six months. Like I I found like some equipment during like the first year or so that I was there. 
Um, I kind of knew what I was looking at. So I found equipment and then I went and I found an art studio where I could put all the equipment. And then that's how it started. I was like in this tiny art studio and I started getting jobs. And then that grew to a bigger art studio in that studio building. And then eventually um, we moved to a bigger spot and then now we are where we are. But then along, along the road, I met um, my business partner, Johnny. I met him at a screen printing job that I got when I was in Philly. And then uh, when my screen printing work, my business was getting like a little bit bigger. I needed help. I used to have him come in. Nice. And he used to screen print stuff for me while I was having band practice. And uh, then eventually he wanted to do more. He had his own jobs and we just like merged. Nice. And so that's that's where it is now. So Nice, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I should have continued on to the kept going with the touring stuff because it's a good segue. Because um, we toured together one time. We did. Um, you took me on my second tour ever. Um, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with either Matt or Maya's music, I'll have, I'll have Matt's music to all of his stuff linked in the description. So go ahead and check all that out. You will thoroughly enjoy it. Um, but yeah, Matt and I both did uh, one man band stuff. Um, meaning we used our feet as percussion while we played, um, the guitar and sang and you played the harmonica more than I do. Um, but yeah, so we thought it'd be fun to kind of like take that to- like the- take the show on the road right 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 yeah. um yeah and I- it was a great time um and one of the things that i learned about you on this tour that i we didn't really like um get to talk about much is that you're super into aliens <laughs> and we we didn't get to talk about that much because i was going through this kind of like spiritual like existential crisis and you were a good friend of this guy that I had met like maybe once or twice to sit and like just listen to me like vent through all this stuff. So I'm very excited that we get like a chance to like actually sit down and like have a conversation. Like I want I want to know like we well, yeah, I mean how did you get into this? Where did that where did that fascination begin? Well, I mean I was always into like unknown like type of phenomena stuff like i spent a lot of time in the library as like a kid like reading books and then like i remember i found like this one section of the library that was like like mysteries of the mind and like you know like telepathic stuff and then there was like ufo books and i was like oh my god this stuff is amazing (laughs) and so i was like i was reading like all this like uh, like uh, like this like paranormal stuff Mm -hmm. you know it was just really interesting to me and so, like, I remember, um, and I used to watch that, I found that old show Sightings that they used to have on, like, Sci-Fi Channel way back in the day, if anybody remembers that. But but anyways, I remember I had this one book that was written in, like, 1960-something, and it was, like, a, a book of, like, all these different, like, UFO reports. And UFO just meaning, like, unidentified objects, when, like, every every report was just, like, it was something where it was like documented in like a police log or like a fireman's log. And it also had like coinciding stuff from like residents. And so it was a really interesting book of like all these different sightings. And, um, I can't, I wish I could remember the book cause it was really good. And 
it was like across the world and and you just found this like at this library yeah it was at my school library really yeah it's at my school library so i also liked i was really fascinated with like ancient cultures like ancient native cultures in america in the americas and like ancient egypt i was into all that stuff so i read all those books but that's how i started getting to the ufo stuff i started to read about yeah i just I, it was that one book that i found but yeah like the the library like it had this whole section of like unknown like it had a whole section for a whole it. section yeah a whole section really yeah that's funny because we'll get back to this, but the only book that I can re- ever remember reading from my library was a book about the Russian mafia. Oh, that's, wow. That's the only book. I can't remember what it was called. I just know that I found it in the library, and I was like, this is looks interesting. I don't even know if I finished it. Right, right. But that's crazy that your library would have... I mean, that's super encouraging for, like, kids to, like... Because part of the problem with school is that, like, you're kind of... And, and this is, I don't know, this is kind of where we're at with society is that a lot of the, like, mystery about reality is kind of, like, taken away and it's tried to explain to you of just, like, well, this is, you know, you're a human, you do this, you blah, 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 you, this is what a cell looks like, here's a whatever, you know, right. like, and you're everything is explained to you in such a way that doesn't really, like, perpetuate the magic of this crazy world that we're living in right you know it's kind of like just just very much just like fit into this box know this stuff and you'll be okay like don't ask any questions right so it's cool that like your library was like no like it's it's good to keep things open-ended like that yeah well it was it was i remember i remember when i was even younger and like in the the lower school library they had like some section and i remember like this book that I had found and it was like a book about like, um, I don't know if it was like mythical beings, like on from earth or whatever, but, and it was like in like the nonfiction section. And I, really? it, I, I remember because I was like showing all my classmates, I was like, do you guys believe this book? Like, what is this book? <laughs> and it like, it was like talking about like little people and like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but, and like, I was fascinated with it, but like, by little people, do you mean like just like smaller like, than like normal? Yeah, like or like where like dwarves came from oh, okay. and like all these different like or like documents of like not documents, but just like stories about like different people from different different types of human humans from different parts like of the world. Like humanoid type. Yeah. Like whatever. That were like there's like this tribe or like these people that were smaller and like it was cited back in whatever, whatever. Well, yeah, because I was thinking, do you know about um uh the oh my gosh i can't remember the biblical name um but those uh, i want to say the leviathan but that's not it it's like a it's not neanderthals either because i mean that's that is a thing but in the bible there's this like they talk has this story about angels coming down right right the what are they called the um why are we blanking on so many things tonight it's not the it's not the Nephili? Yeah, that's what yeah, it okay. is. It's, yeah. I think that's it. And because they were like giants, right? Yeah, yeah. And w- what is that? And I right. remember seeing this picture. And the the problem, man, with all a lot of this stuff is that it's so easy nowadays to like f- make fake videos that look convincing. Right, right. You know, or like fake pictures. 
So it's so easy, especially for people that like want to believe in aliens, to find a picture of like a guy holding. A, oh yeah, well, whatever. I remember. Know? I remember they had that video, or is it the Nibiru or Nubarians or? But there's like the twelfth or like thirteenth planet or whatever that they're. Sure. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> uh, but I remember like back in the day. I remember they had like. Uh, that alien autopsy video on oh, like, right, Fox. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I hated that because I was just like, I know this is going to be fake. I was just like, why are they doing this? <laughs> and I'm like, and that's like when I started to think about like, maybe this is just like a misinformation thing with the, with the alien stuff because like they had, it was uh, this big special and then everybody talked about it and like, because maybe, maybe there is something real to like UFOs and like aliens or whatever. And then maybe that's a way to misdirect people or maybe it's just like technology that we have, like that humans have, and it's it's all who knows, you know. But. Yeah, man. I think, and also like the problem is, is, especially with something like UFOs, is that like you can only have opinions about it. It's not right. like you can like go hunting for them. Right. I guess you can. I you guess can. you can. There, there's Mufon. <laughs> you w- can Mufon w- is like the U- UFO network. Mufon is like a a, a group. And uh, I'm so happy that I brought you on for this. <laughs> But they're 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 a group. They even had like a series on like the History Channel, um, which is actually pretty decent. Um, but yeah, so if you wanted to look up Mufon, like Pennsylvania, and uh, I forget what the initials are exactly, um, but I think it's M U F O N, possibly. I don't know. We, you look it up later, but. You could go and you could like apply to be a UFO hunter in Pennsylvania. They have their own like Pennsylvania. Do they pay group. you, or is it uh, volunteer thing? I, I I have no idea. Probably volunteer. Wow. You can't imagine they'd have a lot of funding. But, <laughs> but they they put on. But maybe they do yeah, nowadays. Maybe they do yeah. And but because you imagine if you were funding the comp- like the organization that like made first contact or something like right. that. Right. Well, that's got to be the probably like a secret military like compartmentalized group that makes you think well i saw something the other day uh where they were like i don't know if i necessarily believe this but it's like there's a good chance that the first contact with aliens will be via robots because it's like there are they're going to be on the planets before we are but i also like there's a part of me it's like they're probably already here and like that's gonna happen probably before we find we are able to find them Right. You know? Well, I think that if if there is uh, a higher advanced alien species, um, they probably have technology that is far beyond ours, and they very well could be here studying us, and we wouldn't know about it. You know, right? Like, it's it's possible, um, but you know, it's it's possible they've already made first contact with somebody, and they're just like they're not ready. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's that seems to be like the consensus for everybody. That like kind of is it, like it, there seems to at least be this general understanding of like we're not ready for that. You know, right. um, and I I tend to agree because um, there's there's a lot of things, especially in the last year, that like you would assume would unite us um and you would think that like us being becoming aware of our of this kind of larger cosmos um because we don't really have that in our and i think that's a huge problem in our society is that there's no real connection back to the stars like we like to sit outside and like stargaze and all those things but almost every 
civilization that has come before us has a, a deeper appreciation of the stars as a sort of map or as you know whatever and it's god it's so trippy man let's dive into existentialism to just sit and like because when i before i went on tour with you i remember um i was living at this in this camper on my mom's property and what i would do is every night i would go outside and like sit there and i would stare at the stars and i would say i i need to understand all like this i need i need to understand my place in all of this why this feels like there's purpose in like all of this and it's i think that there's a huge disconnect because we don't naturally engage with those things you know yeah well because we're too busy like just consuming like television and like yeah, all this thanks crap. for watching everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no seriously like you think you think back uh, when i was in the grand canyon last week right um we were like looking at the stars and we're like oh my god like because oh i'm sure it's i've never seen it at night i'm yeah, sure it has to be breathtaking yeah and it, it was like wow you can see everything and especially like after you lived in where i grew up in new york you could see the stars and there's like a little bit of light pollution but not new york city obviously but uh, i live in philly where you can't see anything but um but yeah you think about it whenever i look at the stars i'm like oh wow like you know back before we had like all this like light pollution and we still had the humans still had technology but like this is what you see at night and you mm -hmm. see it every night and you mm -hmm. they used it yeah they used it as calendars and maps there was probably more of a common understanding because you needed to use it like if you're a sailor probably still if you're a sailor today like if all your like instruments die you're like oh there's a north star you right you want to be able to know what that is yeah basic astronomical uh you know knowledge right. but yeah i mean yeah we just don't we learn a little bit but yeah we're we're detached from anything that's like with nature or like remotely spiritual you know yeah and that's i mean obviously that's like kind of part of what i'm trying to do with this podcast is like give people a place to like be like it's okay to be spiritual and i think that's becoming more and more of a it's okay thing because i feel like for a long time people were like very hesitant of it probably because of its relationship to like christianity and how bad that can go or just right. people having bad ex experiences with spiritual people and and you know quote-unquote spiritual or right. whatever but now especially after like lockdown i feel like so many people were forced to like be like uh how introspective and they're being like oh my god i need more out of life you know right um and that obviously spirituality is such a broad term, but it's just, it's the idea of like connecting back to the spirit of the soul. Like, you know, like it's and for some reason, going out and staring at the stars does that to us. It it helps align that for us. Right. Well, I mean, just like on a, like a just basic level, like when you look at the stars, it's just like a reminder of like how big and immense the universe is. Well, it kind of puts everything in perspective. You're like. Wow, like so much doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, my my life is so short. You know, like I gotta do something, enjoy it, and like try to find like, yeah, yeah man. It's it's the craziest those those moments, man. They're such a they're so paradoxical because it's like you like you said, like you're standing in front of this thing that like shows you your insignificance, but also it sh it highlights how important taking your life for granite actually is you yeah, know? yeah like, for sure. 
And I think that that's it's it's a weird thing for people to like try to struggle through those things because it's it's so easy to fall like into like nihilism when you look at like when you understand when you understand like the scope of the universe and I don't you know I don't think your brain is like cognitively able to understand that right but there's a certain point that you hit and you're just like oh it's just it's nothing like it's so it's so vapid and void like just the space between here and Jupiter you know it's like right. Your brain can't comprehend it, and that's just here in Jupiter. You know, that's not even the thing right. outside of the star system. You right, know, right. like it's, and then obviously it's that's where it's like, well, then it's insane to assume that we're alone in the in the midst of all of this. You know, right? Yeah, it would be. It would be. I think the odds that some. some I mean, the odds would would be ridiculous. I mean, I like look at the stars. I'm like, oh god, there's got to be like other life out there, you know? Well, right. I've heard arguments. This is like a Jewish or a Christian argument. Is like, well, the universe. We don't know how long it takes to really form sentient life. So there's a chance that we might be the first, and that every other because you know, like even in our solar system, it's what you know. How there's no other life, and. I say, says somebody. <laughs> right, says somebody. Right, you're absolutely right. Um, and also, like, how do you define life? Because um, there's there's sects of, like, Hinduism uh, that, and, uh, you know, I'm not a Hindu, so I could just be totally wrong, but they believe that each planet has their own life entities, but they're, they have different, they're made of different elements than we are. Um, that's why we are visible as we are visible, but they might be... A, made from a different thing that's why we can't we're like on a different dimension i mean we're, we're only able to perceive like so many like dimensions or whatever i mean like that's like on a whole nother tip i think but like everything that we see is like a vibration or like a, a wave of some sort you know mm-hmm. and like like our our senses are limited so i mean what we know about life is you know i i think just limited to our like perception of right. like well i mean i'm sure you've heard the thing it's like if you di- if you didn't have a nose you wouldn't know what smelling is so it's like you wouldn't right. be like oh i'm i'm like you just you're ignorant to the the thing you right. know and so right now what are we ignorant to and the the, the reality is is probably a lot you right, know right um i don't know man so here's here's a question that i was thinking about that i wanted to ask you um do you think? Because I don't, I don't think I've ever. I feel like you will be the only person who will give me like a thought out answer on this because <laughs> everyone else, I feel, and now I put too much pressure on you. But I feel like most people don't even ever think about this, and then let alone have a thing. But do you believe, or do you? I won't say do you believe, but what do you think about the theory that aliens came here and manipulated like monkeys to become us? I don't know. I, it's it's possible. I mean, you'll never know. And I think if anybody ever actually knew, they wouldn't. I think that would be too much of a m- mental thing. That would be people. even worse. Because yeah. not only are you affirming that aliens exist, they right. essentially made us. Right. You know? Well, you know, it could be that. I mean, it could be like, you know, it could be that there is like, um, I've, I've, it's another thing that I've read a lot about is like archaeological books. Like there's, there's lots of different, um, stuff that like bones and like remains of like humans that they found in different parts of the sediment that don't really agree with like, you know, our, our, you know, the current timeline of like humans and their existence on earth. So it's really like, we're just speculating, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
But like, I, I don't know. I mean, and we're could... taking a lot of like first guesses at like history and being like, you know, it's not our our history isn't something that like we're very it, it's not something that's very easily rewritten, but it's something that should be like continually like, well, is this really how it is? Right. And the problem is, is that I think we once we've like said like this is how it is, like yeah. then it's hard for us to kind of change our ways with that. Yeah. No, I, I read this. This one particular, I can't remember the author or the book um, off the top of my head, but it was like, it was this book that was um, listing all this archaeological evidence um, that showed that, like, what I was just talking about, that, like, maybe man was around um, for longer than we... Was it a book by Graham Hancock? It was not by Graham Hancock. But do you know Graham Hancock? I I, I do know Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock. Have you read anything by him? I've not read his books. I've watched a couple podcasts. Sure. Um, so he's, for those of you who don't know, he's a big proponent of this idea of there being a lost civilization in North and South America or just North. I'm not, um, I can't, I don't know enough, you know. Sure. But. Um, but yeah, so, and I mean, he's also big into aliens and, and just very curious into like, what were these ancient civilizations trying to do? And I think that's a very valid question. Right. Because they, they, their societies, and it's weird because you know, they're, the evolutionarily we're not that different from them. Right. So why did we build a reality that's so much different from theirs? You know, and our values are. I mean, obviously, right. part of it is because we've become so consumer based, and right. you know, um, and just you know, the sky is polluted, so we can't right. see the heavens. Right. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Um, as as far as like, um, did they manipulate our DNA? Is that what well? Yeah, we can go back right. to that. Oh, cause sorry. No, it's, that's fine because I kind of lost myself anyway. Oh, it's um, fine. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I used to think that when I was younger, when I first got into this stuff, and then one thing led to another. I I got the internet, and then like. <laughs> Well, the internet was a lot cooler back then because, like, I feel like... People weren't yelling at each other? Yeah, people weren't... And it was kind of like the Wild West. There was, like... Mm -hmm. Because you do Google search now, and it's just, like, everything. It's just, like, top results, top results. Back then, it was... You could find, like, crazy shit. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. No, you're fine. (laughs) You're totally fine. You told me me there was moms watching the show. (laughs) Hi, moms. Yeah. Uh, but, if you're a mom, this one's out goes out for you. Aliens, think about it tonight. But there was a what was I, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the, the internet. But there was like all this crazy stuff I would find on uh, about like ancient Egypt and like uh, possible alien stuff and like there was all these different all these different types of information. So I was like just consuming it all. Right. Obviously, some was like absolutely ridiculous and like you could say it was like tons of bad spelling. So it's like eh, I don't know about this guy. Right. Yeah. You know, but. I mean, so I used to kind of think that because like I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. But you know, as I've gotten older, it's it's like I really don't know. Like I can't like mm. I can't like just say that would be that would make life so much more interesting if that were true. You know, <laughs> like I want it to be true. I want us to. I want like our ancestors to, to come from like some like far off planet or right, something. Yeah. It's like a romantic like. Oh uh, yeah, thought. for sure. Well, I mean, I think everyone because part of it comes down to it's like. Well, that means that our, our life kind of has meaning to some degree. And people love any sort of, like, thing that, like, subscribes meaning to, like... Yeah. And obviously, you know? And, you know, like, it. there's even something to be said about, like... 
and I because I, I can feel like people who I know are like lean towards more like a religious understanding of it it's like that doesn't mean that there's not a god and that he didn't send them to create or like it's not a part of this big plan like and i don't necessarily believe it but it's like it's okay i'm talking mostly to the audience it's like it's okay to believe in aliens like (laughs) like nothing's gonna be mad at you for believing in it because like we said earlier it's just like the numbers seem so obvious that we're not alone yeah and i mean an alien could be like there could be some sort of dolphin like creature on like a moon of like jupiter or whatever right you know i mean when you think about like dolphins like how intelligent they are i mean we have it's almost like we have alien life on earth you yeah. know just in the ocean like, like oh yeah the I, the ocean's like a completely different thing yeah you think how intelligent like squid are and like all these like creatures from the ocean like we know so little about it and it's just kind of fascinating, like, and they, they all communicate, like, just on, in the language that we don't understand, you know? Right. Yeah, and it's, and, I mean, there's even something to be said about, like, I don't know. I think a lot about, like, are are we going to transcend language? Because there's a part of me, it's like, well, then, if, why would we get rid of language? You know, because it's, because obviously there's a point where it's like, maybe we could, you know, you can go two routes either we'll like evolve to have like tele uh telepathy tele tele yeah telepathy yeah telepathy's right um I think. or everyone knows what i'm trying to say yeah. um you'll be a you'll be a telepath professor x um or like some neural link thing and then like we're all just connected via like a yeah, wi-fi that's, thing that's a bad thing yeah i, mean, I agree <laughs> i mean you were gonna be like the yeah. last people like living in some shed and like somewhere right. in pennsylvania being like you're not allowed to put a chip in me <laughs> um but we'll go down fighting together buddy um yeah and so i i don't know i kind of wonder because that's a lot of like the archetypical like things about aliens is that they don't speak they kind of communicate on this different level and even like now most of our communication is body language and it's not so much verbal so i'm just like well why why did evolution spend so much time like putting in I don't, effort into language and all of those things like to develop the mouth that could to speak i don't, I don't know i'm just i'm literally just i'm not expecting an answer out of you i'm just like verbally yeah, processing this thing do you i don't know where do you th- here? I guess this is kind of do you th- do you see our species like on a trajectory of like getting better or more potentially like these these beings that we hypothesize hypothesize about being real? Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking about like like the gray alien, like with like no mouth or you know, right? right? Is that what you're thinking about? I yeah, mean, like the cliche archetypical kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, we could be like that. It's it. I think it's more like. If there's aliens, there's probably a lot of them, and they probably all communicate in different ways. And um, yeah, I don't know. I've 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 thought about that theory, like that maybe we're or some people have said that oh they're like humans from the future, you know? Right. Yeah. Which which uh, it could be, but I mean maybe we just maybe we don't like go in that trajectory. I have no idea. You know, I mean. It depends. It depends, like, how much technology, like, if we actually infuse with, like, technology, you know, or... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting thought, and, like, some of the UFO stories that I've read and things like that where people are like, oh, you know, these are, like, humans from the future, and we become, like, this um, weird-looking thing with a 
big eyes and a small head, you right. know? Well, and it's, you know, we only say that we look good now because we're the ones here now being like, no, you look like a normal man, you know, quote right. unquote normal. But like you go back 10,000 years and it's like, we look completely different, but it's still that same lineage, right. you know? So I often wonder about where that that arc is going. And actually, this that brings me into something that I, I wanted to talk to you about. There's this thing in... Um, there's this... I don't know how, what you would call it. This, this theory that um, is called the Omega Point. That there is an alpha point of, and it's it was started by a Jesuit priest. So he's like he has this idea of that there's this alpha point of history, and therefore there will be an omega point of history. There, there's a beginning of history, and there's a there's an end. And the you know the guy kind of laid that out and what that would look like. And some people built upon that work and said that it is the task of man to go and inhabit all of creation. Because I'm sure you don't aren't I don't know how familiar you are with this, but the first command that God gives to Adam and Eve in the Bible is to inhabit. He says inhabit the earth and and make it plentiful, and so they kind of interpret that as like well, maybe it's inhabit all things and make all things plentiful. But then that just it sounds like it could just be like uh, colonialization or something right. of that. Maybe. Do you? I guess the idea is like, do you feel like we're supposed to spread out past this planet? Um, I think we probably have the capability to do that. Um, but I don't know if there's like a purpose for for man, like, uh, so to speak. You know, um, you know, I I I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think we have the 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 possibility to. I I wonder. I wonder. You know, because I remember. When 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 did we go to the moon? That oh, was like I the sixties. Sixties, yeah. I and, so. and we might have went like another time, but like you think we went to the moon, um, and then we just haven't done anything since. Yeah. Yeah. That that's weird to me. That's weird. I don't know if this is off topic, but that's no, what it makes me, that's what it makes me think about. I'm like, why haven't we gone anywhere else? Maybe there's something inhibiting us from like going any, anywhere. Yeah, it's very further. it's very suspicious. Regardless of what you believe about like if the moon landing was faked or not, like that's not really what we're saying. It's more about well why haven't there been more efforts since then? Right. And obviously there's NASA's like been was, you know, had low funding and all those things, but I But well, you think you think about like and I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you go to like Lockheed Martin's website, which is like the main government con- contractor, they like developed the stealth bomber and stuff. And you see all the prototypes for all these different, like, you could see it. Like, you can see all the different prototypes they have for all these different flying machines mm. that are, like, kick-ass, like, you know, flying machines. And, like, we're sending, like, these tin cans up into space. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what they are. Like, right, you yeah. look at the UFO thing, and then you look at the stealth bomber. I'm mm. like, why aren't we just pointing that thing up and just, like, breaking the atmosphere? Like, I, right. it's it, to me, like, the the fact that, like... We, we're not like building some sort of like jet that can just kick ass like i, I guess like <laughs> i guess like elon musk is doing stuff like that they have right, like the yeah. spacex and stuff but still like all this all these things that we're putting in the air i'm i just don't understand it though like i'm not like a scientist or i don't i don't know how to build a, a ship 
that yeah, is like it's probably a lot easier to say why don't they build a rocket ship than like but i understand like but, this yeah, idea we have all this military technology right it's just like i it doesn't make any sense to me why don't we have something that can like zip to mars right yeah well it's it's because mars doesn't have a taco bell <laughs> <laughs> that's why right. like well that you got to put the taco bell there <laughs> That's, then, then you'll be going round trip yeah. tickets, and you know what's going to be amazing is like because you and I we've been on the road together, so we know what like when you're on the highway and you see like those pull off spots for like Seven Eleven and Taco Bell and KFC, they all look exactly the same. Right. I'm excited to see what Mars's version of those right, look yeah. like, and they're going to be exactly the same thing. Hopefully not. It's 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 kind of like going to Burger King when you're in the Southwest. Like they have like uh they put like a jalapeno on the burger. You oh know? really? Like, just to kind of <laughs> yeah. spice it up to be like you're yeah. in the Southwest now, yeah. baby. Get spicy. So I don't know what the I don't know what the Mars Taco Bell would have. Like. <laughs> Sand, red sand. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. I yeah. I've I've actually. You know what? I'll tell you about this because I um. I didn't get to tell you about this, and I haven't talked about it on the podcast, I don't think. But a couple weeks ago, uh, we actually, Jamie and I have a nice view of the sky here. It's not too polluted for some reason. Maybe it's because Pottsville is kind of small. We're kind of up on a hill. Maybe that helps. But, like, we were outside one night, and Jamie was um, on one side of our deck, and I was on the other. And I was looking up, and I saw this thing that was, like, wisping in, like, the wind, if you're watching the video, like, you'll see my hand it's kind of just waving about and it wasn't doing it that long but i just noticed this thing and i thought it was a paper bag and i'm like oh, i wonder how a paper bag got up there so high and then like i noticed that it was like controlling its movement and then by the time i was about to say to jamie that like i'm like th- i was about to say there's a ufo and as i was about to say it she said there's a ufo so like we both saw this thing and then it just kind of circled a bit and then just darted off nice and i've never seen anything like that before and so now every time like and i i sent it to a group like a group chat a bunch of my friends i'm like i just saw a ufo and like no one cared because it's just like i don't i don't have a picture right like i don't have like there's only my story and most people are like because it's like well what am i gonna do like yeah like right good job like (laughs) well i think well it's like the government like just came out i forget was the pentagon or whatever just like admitted like we have like evidence of ufos and it just like nobody said anything about it. Right. It was yeah. just like um, they said it years ago. But I think we've been so maybe they were just doing like a beta test. Like it's like okay, they've had all this UFO stuff, like all these movies about UFOs, and like we've had all this like stuff get leaked out about all this stuff about all this information, and it's like okay, they put it out there, and people are just like, eh. <laughs> it's right. like I couldn't believe like nobody said anything about it. Right. But I even kind of felt like. Uh, like I didn't care about it either. I was like, yeah, I know. I know there's weird stuff going on out there, but like you guys, yeah, I know you guys know more than that. So maybe it's, maybe it's that, maybe like your UFO is just like, I definitely think it's a little bit, it has to be a little bit of like, just like easing people into it. Right. Um, cause like we've been saying, like, I just don't think people could handle like a full on invasion um, or not even an invasion, but like if they just popped out and were like, "Hey, here we are. We're this type of aliens. We're from this planet. Like, we're just hanging around. Like, you'll right. be okay. <laughs> like, people would lose their mind. Like, people wouldn't be able to sleep until that was dealt with. You right. know. So, like, I can understand why. You know, if they are more advanced beings, and 
Well, okay, and I just caught a picture of Jesus. I just caught a glimpse of Jesus. Uh, I'll just throw this your way. Uh, my girlfriend Jamie and I were talking one night. Of just we were just you know, just speculating about the mysteries of the real of of the universe, and we were like, what if all of these religious figures are beings from other planets that have learned and mastered these higher forms of being and have come here? Because in Hinduism, they really believe that Ganesh wrote their scriptures. This you know alien, uh, this elephant man. It's just like, well, if he's really existed. Was he from this place or was he from a place where people evolved to be elephant men? And they have this higher mode of being that came and tried to transmit that information. It could be. It could be that. Um, it makes me think. I forget what. I don't want to get too off topic, but like there's like the, the, the actual meaning of myth is like not necessarily fiction mm. or but it's like it's like uh, what they when they used to like tell a story, they used to tell a story with like metaphorically, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that was like how they, they would like rely, like relay information, you know, like, and so it could be, it could be that like all these stories could be of actual things that have happened, but like, we're just not interpreting the metaphors correctly, right. you know? Right. But it, it also could be, it also could be like, uh, space aliens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> which is the because it's like we're and like again, everyone who's like buttholes is tight. It's like we're just speculating, we're yeah. just spitballing about the potential. Well, I think it's it's this has been in pop culture for so long; mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like anything anything new. Well, you look at like uh, ancient India, I believe it is, and like they maybe it's the Hindus, but like um, but there's anyways, there's all these pictures of like flying machines. They yeah, talk the about Hindus. Yeah, yeah like. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they had flying machines back then. You know, I mean, right. they say they do. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And no, so it's 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 possible. Like we we think today, like nowadays, like we're like so advanced and so much more advanced than like cultures in the past. But like like these these cultures that existed before our culture did, they had so much advanced knowledge. Like a lot of them had plumbing and like they they knew um, they built really big cities and they they traded. And there was lots of, lots of, uh, they're advanced, you know, so who's, who's to say, who's to say that like some ancient culture didn't master flying and maybe like had contact or even like interdimensional travel or something like that. And I was looking up the name of the, the Hindu spaceship things. It's so people could Google it. It's called Vimana. I'm sorry. I have a. Uh, right, yeah. guy who actually practices Hinduism who listens to this, so I'm sorry I just butchered this. But it's V-I-M-A-N-A. So just, I mean, I literally Googled Hindu spaceship and it came up. So, yeah. like, gi- yeah, give that a googs. Um, but I, I, there's definitely something to be said about, like, the reality that we live in is so crazy and so mystical and, like, even mythical, like you were describing it earlier, you know? Like, so, like, you know, my big encouragement from this to people is like, be open minded about reality. And I think for the most part, people are like, I don't feel like most people are like turned off about this. But it's also important to kind of know your place in the midst of all of this and, and to allow that to humble you, but also like, to excite you and to kind of like push you on to like, I don't know, live yeah. your life. Yeah, well, I'd also say that like, we're like, um, 
like life is pretty amazing as it is. Like I think about it like all the time. I'm like, just to think about the fact that you're like alive on this planet, like is kind of like mind boggling sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, how does this even happen? Like, (laughs) you know, I, I don't know. I, I think about that stuff all the time. It's like, I'm alive and I'm like, Moving around. Yeah, moving around. I'm going to, like, a store. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm buying, like, food. Like, it's just, like, when you think about it, like... Yeah. No, I Like, get how it. does this exist at all? Like, like what what, what all had to happen? You know, it's it's 16.3 billion years, and then you're standing at a grocery store. Right. You know, and being a little annoyed, and you're like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Right. It's, it's the craziest series of events. And, like... Yeah. And this is like, like, and I'm not trying to like say anything or push anything, but it's like, man, it's just, it's so crazy that it's like, it's, it seems so intentional because it's like, there's no way that this much chaos and order can exist like coherently. Because the fact that we're all not just like insane for the most part, right. or like that, like, we look remotely similar. Our bodies kind of developed. Like my dog has a nose. My like it's right. it's it's similar. You know, like the reality is like it's working with itself and it's it's doing whatever it is. And it's like it's we're trapped in the craziest thing that you could think of. Right. You know. Can Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Like a, sure. A spiritual question. Sure. So do you 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 believe in God? Yeah. So. Do you believe in evolution? Mm-hmm. Do you, so do you believe that the creator like created us like so he didn't create us as we are now. He mm-hmm. he created like what do you believe? Like, yeah, I would believe that it would look so okay, so it would look something along I mean, I I subscribe to complete evolutionary th- theory of the idea of, you know, the big bang and and I mean obviously those aren't directly connected but this idea of so, I mean, let me just kind of put it in my language is I would I would say that all things existed or the the potential for all things existed prior to the big bang and we'll call all of that infinite potential is we'll we'll call it god for a, a lack of a better term or or, or cuz this is a more modern term of like source of being the idea of like it's the thing from which all things came. And so there's um a sect of Judaism uh that is they're called uh it's it's called Kabbalah it's Jewish mysticism and they have this belief that and this was before evolution was a, a presented theory but it was that God emptied himself and essentially rolled out creation out of itself and I mean that's essentially what all these scientists have said of that there was this pre-existing point that all things have emerged out of and through time the thing itself has formed itself to be whatever it is that it is and i i don't see any discrepancy between evolution and this idea of a a creator god i i really don't right because because some people say that um a lot of people say that like it's way too random for that those those events that sparked evolution to have happened and they, they say that like people who believe that the creator created humans and they created like all these things like say everything was too random and it's too complex to have like got to this point so you don't you don't think the, the you think those people are not not correct no i would say i mean i would say that there's definitely a creator like 
I, so I subscribe to this belief, and I, I need to do an episode on it because I talk about it all the time, but it's called panetheism. So it's this idea, again, that God exists outside of creation, but that creation itself is emanated out from God. And in the beginning of the Bible, um, and the reason that I believe this is because I do believe it's biblically founded, um, is because it says that God spoke out creation. And so, I mean, you and I are songwriters, and we, we sing songs. And so the question is, is like, do you feel like when you're singing a thing that it's something that's separate from you, or, it, or rather that it's something that you're emanating, right? So for me, I, that's how it kind of, and we talked to this idea about vibrations earlier. And so what is, what is singing? It's a vibration. So right. even these, like, it's incredible how, even, not having a scientific understanding of reality, but these people that were like, the source of all, of all things created reality through speaking which is a vibration and they didn't know that i mean i guess they would have because they would have like heard someone yell really loud and felt things shake or whatever you know i think where people get really caught up and i'm sorry i'm just talking forever but you asked me a question this was your fault matthew (laughs) um is because they take genesis literally and not myth uh metaphorically or in a mythical sense, like we were talking about earlier, right? It's it's like no God literally made this man named Adam and and literally made this woman named Eve. And again, that even lends credence to this idea of there was this maybe some intervention into reality, and then humans came along. So there's something funky there potentially, and like it's it's above everyone's pay grade, including my own, to determine to say how God chose to do the things that he did so even if it's it if it's through some sort of divine like him actually coming into our space and time and making a person and sending them off sure it or if it's just evolution slow toll and and creating us over the long time sure i think what's ultimately important is we're here let's just focus on being here i, I again like reality seems too chaotic and too random or too and also simultaneously too beautiful and too wonderful to just be this cosmic accident um and that's my personal opinion people can feel however they want about that but it's i don't know for me i just see this steady i i i feel like the universe is on a trajectory and that's why again like i do subscribe this alpha and omega point of history of and we're just kind of in the middle of like this accordion being pulled out and playing whatever note it's it's playing you know i like that metaphor um have you ever uh thought about the have you ever thought about the moon and like when we have like a solar eclipse mm. you know because we have like a or I, I don't, if you call it a lunar eclipse what if i was eclipse. like i've never thought about the moon <laughs> well no but like when you when you the there's a lunar eclipse i believe it is right, yeah. and when it like blocks out the sun mm-hmm. i think that the moon is like the exact like the exact distance in the sky where it like perfectly blocks out the sun and like the exact distance from earth. So visually it's just like perfectly blocking out the sun. Mm -hmm. Like, like the, the odds of that are astronomical. And I remember, um, I was talking to my buddy who is a Christian about that. And I was just like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, that stuff. He's like, that makes me think about God, you know, that makes me think about the glory of God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when this stuff, I was like, ah, oh, it just makes me think about aliens. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, because I was just like, cause I was just like, cause there's that theory that like the, the, 
I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but like the the moon, we didn't used to have a moon, and like aliens brought it here. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> right, it's I mean, or that it's a space like station, it's a spaceship. Or, right. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love I I don't I I love it all, man. Because I I I spent a long time spending like being like trying to imply like I don't want to take away from you. That when you look at the moon, that that's what you think about, you know, because I spent a lot of time like, trying to convince people. It's like, no, you should think about the glory of God when you look at the moon or whatever. It's like, well, I think it's more important to the creator for you to look at the moon and experience whatever it is that, you know, because it's why would I want you to think like me? Right, right. Yeah. Like, it, like if the universe is going to spend all this energy making a Matthew W. Charles, he's going to want Matthew W. Charles, not churches and trains. You right, know, right. like, well, that's what I say uh, when I talk to some of my uh, Christian friends um, when we talk about that type of stuff. I'm like, well, like if God actually created me, like, I mean, he created a skeptic. If, if, if God exists, <laughs> right, like yeah. I'm skeptical, like about, sure. and like, I'm, I'm even like talking about like the stuff we're talking about. I'm, I'm still skeptical of it. I'm like, it could be, it could be this, it could be that, you know, but like, you know, and so if I was to, if you need to like give your heart to like God or whatever, it's like, well, I don't, he created me like this. So like, right. I, you know, yeah. well, and that's, I think, but, but I don't know. I don't know if, enough about like the. Not to interrupt, but I don't know no, if, no. because I know like there's a lot of like theology. I don't know if it's the right word, yeah, but like exactly when, it, when, right it, word. when it comes to that stuff, and mm-hmm. I just don't know a lot about it. So when I think I think that's okay, man, because like I, it's and I also don't know enough about alien stuff. It's like it's just the thing to be interested in, right? Um, and I think, like I said, like a lot of people who are very interested, and here's why, because like. It's it's very natural for a person who's um, interested in something to want to share that with someone or, like, even just be, like – because whatever it is that excites you, it's, like, you hear a new band, it's, like, you want to share that with someone. So it's, like – and for people who are religious or, or spiritual, whatever you want to say, is they're very excited about this thing. Like, any human being is excited about anything, but it's also a thing that gives them meaning and purpose. So, therefore, that kind of amps up the, like – Right. excitedness of it you know and i think i think people find that other places or in other things and don't necessarily need this like uh i don't know like i i go back and forth in my head about like is it in, is it important for every person to be a god believing praying person or is it more important for them to just be the person that they're here to be whoever that is you know like i really i, I that's the like thing that i i go back and forth on my head but there's also this part of me that knows that, like, again, like, you being the most authentic version of yourself has to be the most pleasing thing to the, the being that made you, right? Because, like, why would you try to lie to it? Because it's like, listen, I wanted you to be a punk rock kid that's been touring. Like, why would you stop and do something else, you know? like, And you can feel that in your your own soul when you're like, I'm not doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, you right, know? Right, right. And, like, I think for some people there is, like, this drive of, like, I want to be spiritual. I want to explore, like, spiritual spirituality and, and all of its multiplicities and, like, different dimensions of it. But then I think there's people that are like, man, I'm just here to play guitar and, like, that's fine. You know, like, I don't think the universe, like, if the universe wanted you to have this, like, deep, 
like like and this is why this is how I realize this is because I know that I'm just like I need to figure out what God is and what God's trying to do and all this stuff which sounds crazy but it's that was for me that was put in me by whatever chance of how I ended up to be Timmy Mangle so like whatever you're feeling inside of you to be the most authentic version of you to to satisfy those things that are Matthew W Charles I it's not for me to say what that is it's only for you to know and I think that again like and even this idea of God and all these these things it's so much bigger than just that word and like that word has so much baggage for so many different people and it means you know if there's if if 20 people are listening to this podcast and they hear the word God, there's 35 different definitions for it. You know, right, like right. there's, it's, it's a problematic word. Um, but I don't know, man, I think, I think there's beauty in like, can ha, again, it doesn't have to be connecting back to God, but just having these moments of like, I'm staring at the grand Canyon with my wife and like, that was wh- what I did. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> life can't be more meaningful than this right now, you know? Like, and I think that that's fine. Like, I don't think it, I don't know if, I, I know people would disagree with me and be like, no, in that moment, you should be like, thank you, God. Like, and yeah, maybe you should. Maybe it's good to be like, grateful to whatever that you're here. And I, like, and I do, I don't just think that that's saying thank you. I also think that it's living a life that shows that you're grateful for being here, right, you know? Right. I don't know. Did I say anything that made sense? Yeah, say plenty, plenty <laughs> of stuff that made sense. Good. Yeah. All right, man. Well, do you have any more questions for me before nah. we, we wrap this up? No, no, I I, I got them. Good. I mean, I, I felt like uh, now you were just like saying a lot of things and uh, that were like, I felt like maybe slightly contradict uh, contradicted like some things that like a couple of my other Christian friends say. Sure. And so I was just like, I just poked. Like just about bit. evolution and all that stuff. Yeah, about evolution yeah. and like stuff like that, and like, yeah. But no, that was a uh, that was interesting. Yeah, man. Because I I think I don't know. I think I I understand because I had a big problem with that when I was kind of coming out of my faith of like, because it's I, I mean, man, there's it's such a problem, man. Because there's so many people in our culture that were raised with really strong Christian like uh, worldview. And then there's so many people who just don't have that at all. Yeah. And those people just... I would be one of those people. <laughs> right. And, like, those people, like, try to hang out and clash. And it, and it's not that either of them are wrong. It's just that, like, their entire worldview and, like, how they've been trained to see the world is just different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and so, like, a lot of Christians have been trained that, like, everything that happened in the Bible literally happened as it is written. And then they lose, like you're talking about, this deep appreciation for the myth and the metaphor of it all. Instead of, you know, and that's, you know, that goes into heaven and hell and all of these things that they they lose kind of this metaphorical or mythical meaning and then just become this literal, like, well, you're going to go there, you're not going to go there, or like, what, or like, like, and it, I guess it, it, it doesn't really matter to some degree if Adam and Eve were real people or not because we'll never be able to know. So it just instead of sitting and arguing about whether or not they were real people, take what you take all the goodness you can out of the story and their situation and, and what you can learn, and apply that to your life. And the rest doesn't really matter. You know, right, right. you're arguing over semantics. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't. Uh, my mom made sure uh, she was raised Catholic, and she was just like, "I'm not gonna put my son through that." <laughs> well, yeah, she, she kind of she rebelled against the church when she was young, which sure, was, a, was a big deal. And so she raised me to 
to kind of figure things out on my own, you know, yeah. get my own perspective. But yeah, man. Well, is is how would you encourage? Well, we're gonna be wrapping this up in a minute, but how would you encourage people in this strange time in this in this strange time in this in this vast universe that we're in and we're this tiny you know speck of sawdust just kind of floating through the air what would you what would you say to people who were just like oh i'm just kind of floating on this rock out here in the infinite void of space <laughs> what are, i don't know is that what what's some encouraging words you could give to people uh encouraging words i mean i would just say uh encouraging words to say to people i mean I know it sounds simple, but yeah, just find what you enjoy in life and enjoy it. You know, the one thing I think about life, like a philosophy that I have is like, you can kind of create just mentally. And I know it's not always easy, but like, like you can mentally kind of bend, push your will on the universe. And I think you can do that because if you like, if you picture your reality, like, where you want to be and you focus on that, I think you can be there. And I was like kind of thinking about it, like where I was like in my art studio and my screen print shop. And I was like, like helping host like a first Friday event. There's all these really cool artists around and like, there's a bunch of people. And I was like talking to people and I was like, Oh my God, this is like kind of like where I pictured myself, like exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why don't I picture something more? Like, why don't mm-hmm. I like reach mm-hmm. even like a little bit further? I mean, not that I wasn't, it was an awesome moment, but like, just a right. moment of realization. Like, yeah, if you just like tell yourself, like, I want to do this and I, I want to be here or I don't want to be this type of person. Like, yeah, you can just totally like focus on like what you want, picture where you want to be. And yeah, you can, you can be that thing. Obviously sometimes there's external forces that like are hard to you know right, like yeah just like for for me there was like a car that slammed into my bike. <laughs> but i mean i think about that i think about that as like um i mean you overcame it probably yeah, when you flew over it yeah <laughs> uh, they, they just more or less pushed me like oh no like, that's sad but oh, it was buddy. like but no but i think I, I was thinking about that i might have been thinking about it earlier but i'm like ah oh, that's like a really good metaphor for like sometimes like there's there's this thing in life that just comes and just plows you over but you just gotta like you know pick yourself sometimes back up sometimes it's literally a car <laughs> sometimes it's a car <laughs> but some, you just gotta like pick yourself back up and like uh just just try to keep going and um but yeah I, but i like i said it's just like it's just about like there's always defeats there's always defeats in life you know but like yeah you can you can bend reality to your will at least i, I tell myself that because well, I, I and think, if, I, if i didn't give myself that that thought then i would it, i would be defeating myself you right know? and i think it's it's the i think the universe wants to work with you because it's whatever it put inside of you to do those things it's like heck yeah man like let's do that together let's get you this little screen print shop let's make it bigger you know like i i think it you know because it's the same thing that created you is the same force that's like manipulating all that stuff but i always do this i always ask people the guests like to say like a final word of encouragement and then i add something on top of that so i'm gonna stop now and say thank you for matt and thank you for that matt it was it was great and uh thank you guys for listening i appreciate this um yeah like i said i'm gonna have just a bunch of stuff linked from matt in the description so go ahead and and check all of that out i have a, a lot of a lot of stuff to link hey that's fine um 
people love clicking stuff. Yeah. So if you love clicking stuff, go ahead and, and click on through. Um, yeah, man. I, I just want to say you, I, I say this to you a lot of times that I see you because it's the truth. It's like me and so many of the guys in this area, you're the godfather to us. <laughs> we, we look to you and we're like, man, if Matt can do it, we can do it. Wow. Like we, you inspire us. And uh, yeah, man, because you're you're living it, and I I genuinely mean that. Like you're you're fucking touring. You're you have your shop like in Philly, like, and that's what I, it's like. It's not like you're just here, like in some cheap little town. It's like it's fucking Philadelphia, you know. So like I'm I'm proud of you, man. I'm happy to know you. I'm happy that you take me on tours. I'm looking for the next one. You looking forward to the next one you book and take me on tour? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when that happens. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm glad you're glad you're doing this podcast and playing music. You know, it's it's yeah, really man. cool. Been doing cool stuff. So thanks, dude. And Pottsville's Pot Pottsville's cool. It doesn't it doesn't matter where you do it. It can be in Philly. Yeah. It can be out here. Like there's there's always people that appreciate. You know, like people putting together art and music or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. All right, thanks, everybody. Um, if you haven't yet, I just ask that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. If you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, I don't know. You want to tell a friend? That would make me really happy. Tell a friend about this podcast. Tell them that you got to listen to Matthew W. Charles talk about uh, aliens and stuff for a whole hour. Also, if you like my shirt and you're watching it, Matt made this shirt. So, again, check out all of his stuff. He's super talented. You will not regret it. Um, you got anything to say before we sign off? Thanks for having me. No problem, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for driving all the way up yeah. here for it. I no appreciate problem. it. Yeah. Um, and my friends, I ask that you would love your neighbor as yourself and that you would love yourself. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Have to stop the recording. Yeah.